3: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
4: Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to
3: Pedersen, who tries a back pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! The moment's known. Head on, to the
2: line Hughes turns. First career NHL goal. Quinn Hughes makes
3: it one-nothing. You're listening to Canuck's Conversation. The yeah. I cover the Canucks. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
1: Just wave the guy and get Demco involved. i wanted one of them in and down. Wow. Really? We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now.
3: What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, snores. <laughs>
0: Hello Canucks fans and apologies for the delay to the YouTube live show we are a little bit late at some technical difficulties I'll tell you what I spent all this money on this brand new setup get my mixer get all this stuff going and now I'm back to my old mic so I'm pretty pissed off today uh, just like I was yesterday actually but I'm in a better mood I ended up getting a golf time Faber and I are going to golf hey, on, Saturday. on Saturday we're very excited about that but we should introduce it Uh Connect Conversation is brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code hockey season capital H Capital S. All one word hockey season. That'll get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R-Epic. Check them out on all platforms. They've got you covered for all of your trading card needs. I'm uh, not in the studio today. I, I don't think I'm gonna be a Patreon thing, uh, talking about why I'm not in the studio today. It's uh it was a long night. Last night, we'll just put it that way Uh, You open some hockey cards there, what do you got there?
1: All right, we got a Instant Impressions of Patrice Bergeron, this is a kind of cool looking card It almost looks like, uh, what are those photos called That you print off uh, uh, Polaroids Polaroid photos Yeah, looks like one of those. So that's kind of cool looking card there. That's uh, good. No Leon uh, Dreisaitl there, unfortunately, for Aaron, who's collecting those uh, virtually through the show here as I pull Leon Dreisaitl after Leon Dreisaitl card. Uh, But we got a fun show today, man. We got a very fun show today. We've talked about this person a lot on this show. I cover the Abbotsford Canucks. I have a blast doing it. Vincent Arsenault, Big Vinny. He's going to join us here. He was traded just a few weeks ago uh, to the Providence Bruins, so he's going to be a part of their AHL organization moving forward, but one of the most entertaining players. I think that's the best way to say it, and he was loved out in Abbotsford. Probably the most consistent jersey you saw at the Abbotsford Center was number 18 with Arsenal on the top, so we're excited to get him on the show. He was able to make some time for us in between going out and fishing for lobster, so we we appreciate that uh from Vincent Arso. He's gonna join us here uh in about uh just under ten minutes time. So as soon as he's ready we'll get right to him. Uh I wanted to go off the top here with a little draft prep. Because it's the week before the draft. Or sorry quads do you have anything to get off your chest here? Because I know you're mad. No, I'm not mad. I I'm, I'm de
0: You know you know people yeah, just a little PSA. If you if you smoke the marijuana Okay. Don't throw your roaches or your joints on the ground when you're done just don't don't especially it's an area with a lot of dogs because a lot of people people don't know this dogs get high when they accidentally ingest that, and, and you know that's all i'll say and i you know what, i had a night put two and two together I'm a little pissed off uh, at all,
1: right. all, all that. Quads, you got to rejoin again. Your mic's uh, crapping out. So, uh, you you're the one who sounds a little bit like you smoked one right before you came on here. We got uh, we got a lot to get to. Uh, Aaron, you can cut him off. Why don't we get the uh, the rankings up right now? And by the way, for those watching on YouTube right now, I think we corrected our video as well. We did a couple little things. Aaron is doing a great job back there at Nation Network, uh, and he's got us all set up. So I think the video should be good. Cross your fingers, we hope that it continues that way So I do want to talk about the NHL draft A little bit as we get prepared For what we are going to see Next week, it's going to be a busy two days Obviously, day one taking place on Wednesday, that's going to happen at 4 o'clock By the way, 4 o'clock Pacific time So you're going to finish work on Wednesday, you're going to see it Going down, I'll be down there in Nashville, I fly out On Monday, super excited about that Don't think I'm going to be able to make the NHL awards Which is Monday uh, Monday night, so I won't be able to make that, I don't believe, but the next couple days spend in Nashville are going to be great. We have a studio set up down there. That's going to get all set up on Monday. So the plan is for everybody asking, and uh, I've seen this on Twitter as well as some people asking about the podcast, as well as the YouTube show, we are looking at three shows next week. It looks like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we're going to do all those shows. Frank Cervalli is going to join us as well uh, live in Nashville. He's going to be down there, and we're also going to do a stand-up with Frank I believe Wednesday before the draft, the morning of the draft, I'm going to do something with Frank, uh, similar to what you saw last year, uh, just talking about all the rumors and what he's hearing heading into it. But at 11, I, I, I'm more and more quads to the point right now where I'm thinking, I don't think there's a way that they do trade down. I think there's too many, there's just too many of those players that make so much sense as a number one prospect in the Canuck system. I don't think they're trading down. This whole trading up notion does become a little bit interesting when we just talk about Matt Bay-Mitchkov. He's the guy at this point that I have to look at. If he's there at seven, and the rumblings around Mitchkov, who is going to be... We've been saying this for months. He is the wild card of the draft, depending on how much a team likes him, how much a team wants to you know, make the investment of spending such a high draft pick on a player who can't come here for a minimum of three years. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him, but I think if he's there at seven you got to think the Canucks can see some value there, and I would love the move if they were to make a pick on Mitchkov at seven, but I just wonder if they can even have enough enough in the system to be able to move up because they don't have second-round picks. I don't think they're going to move any future first, so I wonder how much it takes, and I see some people in the chat asking about that as well, Jesse mentioning uh, the trade-up, and I think we touched on it a little bit yesterday, Quads, as we talked about this. I just don't really know what pieces they could even have to move up in the draft to that spot aside from maybe some of the young guys. We talked about it yesterday. Also is my mic. Okay. You just
0: yeah, you're good. If Hopefully it <laughs> works. Anyways. Um, we talked about it yesterday. They, they don't, they don't have a lot. They, they don't really have, you know, those young blue chip prospects that you can move in a trade like that. They don't really have it. Right. It reminds me of when people were talking about the Jack Hughes trade, like when, people were talking okay well maybe they can trade up and get Jack Hughes at first overall mm-hmm. the things that were involved in that trade weren't anything near it was like you'll levy vertanen and 10th overall like that was the joke at the time was that was the best the canucks had to offer so i don't again i don't think they have enough assets to get it done this year as well
1: yeah and i think no matter what the case is you're getting a player there that's very intriguing right this draft feels so much different i was thinking about this the last kind of week or so This draft really does have the potential, and it's still way too early to know for sure, but it at least has the potential to, and this is kind of crazy to say, but, like, this could be one of the best drafts in NHL history up to this point, right? Like, this can rival the 2003 draft. This can rival some of the top drafts we've seen. I mean, there's a generational player at the top. With Connor Bedard, you're getting so many high quality players after that. You're looking at top line guys in what feels like the top five picks at least, right? So I mean, this is going to be a really fun draft. Uh, Nashville is going to be an absolute blast to kind of th- see things going down there, and I'm just jacked up for the whole thing. Why don't we? Uh, we got Vinny here, but I do want to play this before we get to it. Aaron, can we just play a highlight tape here? Uh, because a lot of Abbotsford fans, they loved what they saw at the Abbotsford Center. So here's Vincent Arsenault highlight tape. We got some beautiful goals. We got some fists being thrown at some point. I tell you what, the number 18s that you saw throughout the Abbotsford Center, it was a jersey that was all over the place. They looked even better in that beautiful green out there. And the Abbotsford Center, I think they sent a lot of love towards Vincent and Arsenault here. We see some, obviously some fists being thrown. This was a specialty of his uh, in his time with the Abbotsford Canucks. And six full seasons with the Canucks organization, 181 games played, 34 goals, 14 assists, 48 points. And sorry, Vinny, I had to include this one in here. The fall down after the goal looks like a celebration, but listen to this, folks. He knows how to work a crowd. And now joining us here on the Canucks Conversation Show, Vincent Arsenault. Vinny, how are you doing?
4: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one
3: donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: We're excited to have you here, Vinny. How has the off season been for you so far?
5: Uh, you know, it's been uh, moving a moving a lot, but uh, everything is uh, you know just back to working out. Uh, I I done I did a quick uh, fishing trip I just done two days ago, and now I'm focused uh, on the next season and what's uh, what's uh, to come for me uh, the next uh, the new chapter. So you've moved on to the Providence Bruins.
1: How's the feeling there with that? Was it something to go back home, or was it just a trade that kind of caught you off guard? Because I, I know you had a lot of great times at the Canucks organization.
5: Yeah, no, you know, I've been uh, with uh, my relation with RJ. was just amazing for the past uh, few years. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, sometime, uh, sometime, you know, you're ready for, um, for a new uh, chapter, you know. And I think uh, by the season I had a few and uh, I think I was ready for a new challenge. And then I think, uh, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, I had the... Uh, we had talks and stuff about the trade and stuff, but nothing really. So, for sure, I got coffee guard. Uh, you know, I got, uh, you know, John Steven, Chase Water, Leepert, uh, Noah Joseph, and uh, he, all the others. You know, I got some good relationship with those guys. So, for sure, it was really hard to let, uh, to kind of realize that, you know, you had to let those guys behind. But, you know, sometimes you have to think about yourself more than, you know, I, I think uh, the time I did in uh, for it's just amazing, you know. Be part of the year first, and then represent the 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 town, the logo. I think you know. I think one. I don't think anyone can tell that I didn't lay my body every time I I was playing. So you know, for that's my uh, that's the way I play, and I'll keep doing in the way I do. What did the fans support out here and here in Pittsburgh mean to you? To you, this season? Oh, they're just amazing, you know. It's it's yeah. You know, I've been in the league for now eleven years, and to see on a Wednesday night almost uh, like a sold out is pretty rare that you see that, especially in the American Hockey And for sure, you know the sheer injury and stuff, being in the stands a lot is. There's nothing I hated most, and not being part of not 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 capable of going on the ice, and you know, and the, the that playoff run, you know, I to... I would have paid the amount of money just to wear the logo and just to go at the war with the uh, with the boys. But, you know, uh, just the crowd was just amazing. You know, the towel, you know, stuff. It, it, it just, you know, Habesford is a hockey town for me, and they deserve, they deserve a lot. And, Vinny, they sure liked the way you
1: played out there, whether it was the big hits or some timely goals or the fights and... You knew Uh how to play that crowd up a little bit. We've seen some of these pump-ups for the crowd. (laughs) How much fun was it just being able to, you know, play the way that you play, and the fans just seemed to love it? Like, it just seemed to be a perfect match with, you know, we saw so many of your jerseys in the crowd. Like, you know, Abbotsford loved the way that you played, so how much fun was it to just have them be the crowd that was cheering you on?
5: No, it was amazing. Like I said, like it's not one night even if you're coming like, uh, I right, I'm, I'm not feeling right tonight, but right after the first shift, you'll you hear it, you like the the crowd was just there, It's just amazing to have a a great uh, you know, a great fan base and have a search It's only been there for 2 years, so you know, it's the thing the town was waiting for it and I'm really happy to have a chance to uh be part of that for 2 years and for sure, you know, uh, you know, it's not. I'm not. I didn't get treated because of the fan or anything. I think it's just uh, you know, thing uh, closest to home and stuff. And it, it just uh, some time in point of your career, you need a new start. And I think that was the point with the the last the last year. I had a lot of injuries and stuff, and I think it was really hard mentally more than physically at some point. So. Um, but like I said, like, uh, it was just amazing time I had there, and it's unreal. Like, the the chance I had to wear that jersey and uh, the crowd and hear your name every time, you know. I think if uh, I had tried to drop uh, my glove most of the time at home just because you know, I know the fans there deserve it the most, but <laughs> you're hockey, so sometimes you know, on the road too. But no, it was just amazing. And you know, one I think the year first, I remember the army night that was like uh. That's probably one of the best, like, you know, me and Onibuchi, we just went ahead tail to tail and just, you know, like those army guys, they're they're going out there every day. And it was just like one of the best, like, memories and stuff. It was just sold out. And for sure, I had a great time in Habsford. Well, we saw a player almost kind of,
1: Learn off of what you did, in Alex Canuck Leaper. Like he was dropping the gloves with the six foot eight guy. Like you know, how how good of a fighter is he? Because he's a, he's a smaller guy, but man, he can throw it with anybody.
5: No, no, he's great. You know, I think at uh, sometime time uh, he, he'll be there. You know, you already prove it. But uh, with him, he can play hockey as well. I think just this year, his role was uh, way way more important. That uh, maybe not everyone see, but uh, the fact that when he's in the lineup and. I think, uh, the fight that he got with Gallon, the fight that he got with, uh, Klapka, you know, for me, he, I know from the fact that, uh, he learned a lot of respect from those tough guys. He's not like, you know, he's not like, he's not a nobody anymore. Like, uh, like mm-hmm. I told him, like, he, he, he just got to be confident and you don't have to fight every night. You know, even if they're coming at you, it's like when you choose whenever you want to. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a, He's one of my good, good friends too, so you know he, I'm sure he'll protect the Habesford Centre from, yeah, from now on. <laughs> well, they love him out there as well. But, Vidya,
1: I wanted to ask, a lot of the AHL now is, there's some young guys coming in this league. Heck, we're seeing teenagers. I know you were on a line with Danilo Klimovic for a long time when he came in at 18 years old. How, how interesting is that to watch these players come into the league at such a young age and have <laughs>
5: to learn from guys like you that have been around for a few years? Oh, it for sure made you feel a little bit older, but uh, <laughs> but no, I, I enrich my time. That's why the thing is, you know, I like the young guys. Sometimes I, I'm hard with them, but at the end, I'm sure they understand I do that for the best of them. And then I think it's one of the, you know, why those guys kind of thanks me at the end of career. You know, sometimes I push them to the limit. Like, I'm not like, I'm not their, I'm their grandfather at the same time. I'm always there for them if they need something, but uh, like, I want them to, you know to pursue and you know like uh one kid i had this one uh, william lockwood that was mm-hmm. with me in utica at the first and i don't think he scored a goal for the first 15 games and at some point he scored four or five in a row and next thing going is going up in the nhl and i remember sending me a text and he sent me a text and thanks for push believing in me and stuff and for me you know that's what uh, that's what I want. I know for me, my chance to make it in the NHL is pretty low. Like you know, I for sure still believe in it because if I don't, I will not have motivation to actually do what I' still doing. But uh, you know, so when I see kids that I play with, and you know, I uh, try to help to make it the next level for me, I just enjoy the same as them. How was it with
1: Danila coming here and not knowing much English? Like I remember talking to him after the draft. and I'm thinking like, wow, he. Didn't know much English at all, and he kind of just got slotted in with you on a line. I mean, an eighteen-year-old kid didn't know English well. <laughs> Did you have to work with him a little bit as a line mate to kind oh, of get uh, on the same? For stage? sure, you
5: know. It, it, you know, I think the last year was way better. You know, I think his mm-hmm. English start to get there, and it's uh, for sure. I think for him also, it would be way better because the first year was really hard. Like sometime, you know, couldn't barely talk. It's just pointing finger and and stuff and. <laughs> You know, but for sure that guy can shoot the puck. So most of the time, like, you just shoot the puck. I don't, don't pass to me, just shoot, <laughs> shoot, shoot. And if anything, I'll try to get the rebound. But no, he's a, he's a good kid. He'll get along. And, you know, it's just so easy. It's not easy for him to come into place where he doesn't speak English. And you know, at that age, it's it's, it's mar- remarkable because uh, it's like uh, it's not easy at all. The, this that the American Hockey League for me is probably one of the toughest league uh, to play in the in the hockey because everybody want to go to the next level. It's it's uh, it's really hard league to play, and for sure, you know, at that age, uh, sticking around and doing what he does is pretty impressive.
1: Then you didn't make your debut with the Utica Comets in the AHL, but it was the first place where you were a full-time AHL player. Was it Ryan Johnson that kind of gave you that opportunity and kind of told you what the role they expected from you? Because you played four seasons in Utica before the two in Abbotsford here, but you've been a full-time AHLer ever
5: since. Yeah, no, it's my uh, my story is not easy. You know, I didn't get drafted in NHL, and uh, from there, you know, I had to make my name. And uh, I think uh, in the East Coast, uh, that's where. I, uh, you know, I really uh, made a name when we went back to back win the Kelly Cup, and I had a big impact in those uh, victory. I think uh, the core that we have there and stuff. And you know, when you're a winner, I'm sure like you know, team are looking at you. And and at some point, uh, I was in All-Americans, and uh, I received a call by Utica, and it was a uh, uh, there's a name called Patrick. I, I forget his last name, but uh, he was uh, he was working with RJ, I think back in the days, and then. Uh, Yeah, they gave me a call and they say, yeah, we want to give you a shot. And I just got there. And I remember, I think I scored my first game and second game, I got a fight. And, you know, instead, like (laughs) I was like, or go, I'm, I'm making one step away right now. I don't, I'm not going back down. Like, and yeah, RJ, you know, I got so much good stuff to talk about him because for sure, you know, it hasn't been easy. I'm a big character guy. I want to play every night and line up. And it's sometime, you know, you have to make two steps back. And, and, you know, RJ was always there for me. He uh, took care of me like a son. And I, it was really hard when I got the call from him and, and say, you know, part away. I think we, we both got emotional a little bit, but... At the same time, you know we still some we're still friends, and I'm sure in the future if we if we see each other, we're we're still going to talk to each other.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, my mic work, works. Just getting that out. No, no, no. no you're done. Brutal. Brutal. We're yeah, having some. We're man. having
1: some mic. Um, it's funny that you come in here, Vinny, and you got better technical uh, setup than my co-host here. But uh, to to follow up with that, what was it like? to see that playoff experience. I know you didn't get an opportunity to, to get into much action in the playoffs here at Abbotsford, but to see those young kids grow over the mm. two years, it, it felt like those home games at Abbotsford really meant something to the whole group.
5: Oh yeah, no, like I said, like, uh, you know, it was crazy. Like, uh, and uh, I just, like, every after every game, I was going to see John and Joel and uh, Noah and say, how was it? Like, it looked crazy from the sense. <laughs> like, yeah, it was crazy. You could barely each, uh, hear each other on the bench. So, for sure. And like I said, I would uh, have died to play out there and just, you know, try to get in for a game. But sometimes your body is just beat up. And, you know, if I could have done something different, I would for sure. But, uh no, it yeah, looked you know Chase is such a good leader, and they're just example by working. He, he might not score 50 a year, but it's work it ethic and then uh, it's detail in the game, and it's just you know the fact that how many block shots you'll you'll block him and John, and it's you know the the core the core that the is is based right now in Habersford is so important. I think if uh, they can uh, you know keep working hard and stuff, and I'm sure the future will be bright. John Stevens is a guy who,
1: if you're out in Abbotsford and you're watching all the games, he's a player that you know, but a lot of Vancouver fans that don't make the drive out there don't know much about John Stevens. How much of a leader is it? Because I feel like, you know, he's a coach's kid. You get it. He's been around the game all of his life. What's he Mm -hmm. like as kind of a leader to that group of young players out there?
5: Oh, like, you know, I think it's him, uh, just him, uh, Jolson, and then even myself and then mm-hmm. I think, you know, we know we're, we're the older guy over there, even Justin Dowling that now it's, right. uh, I don't know, what's you know, those guys, uh, we we knew that uh, we have to bring the kids, like the, the younger guys together. And, you know, they're easy to teach when they work that much hard. If you look at Chase, you know, even this, uh, the captain and stuff, but Chase is looking at us and questioning herself and it was just uh, – you know, it was easy to, they were easy to coach. You know, it, we're just pushing, pushing, pushing. And we are we know we're working together to get to end up being a, a good uh, good player front. And I was around for the team, uh, most of it. And it was just amazing. But yeah, I'm sure they learned a lot from it. And we all know that playoff is not easy. You know, it's, you need to make it there. That you know, especially it could be easy, but win playoff is where you know it's getting tough because it's back to back to back, and even with injuries, bruise, you have to keep battling. You know, we just saw that the the the, the final just uh, end up two days ago, and I'm sure uh, you know I got some friend that uh, won the cup and stuff, and yeah, they're pretty beat up, and mm-hmm. it's not easy way. If you look at uh, the even in the NHL, the the Florida Panthers they made a hell of a run, but at the end. If you look at Katsuk and those guys, they were beat up. And it takes pride and it takes will to actually play and actually want to win those Cups.
1: So looking forward to next season now, you're heading to Providence. Do you know anybody there? Do you have any friends on the team? Anything? Are you just going in there and... Just gonna start scoring goals, and dropping <laughs> yeah. the gloves.
5: Uh, I I know a couple guys that you play left and right, but uh, no, to be honest, I don't know a lot of person right now. I, uh, the most of the the staff reach out to me and stuff, and but uh, I'm pretty uh pretty easy. I know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not gonna switch my style because <laughs> I'm going to a new team. I'm going there. I'm going to make a you know say, oh, who is this guy? And my name is. Vincent arsenal, and I'm here to make an impression and i'm I'm there to go make the team and you know what's whatever if i you know like I said, I still believe in myself, and I think if you know it's sometime if I can be healthy for a full season, anything can happen, and for that it's all preparation and uh, having a good summer and stuff and right now it's doing pretty well pretty much every every injury from the past eight years is pretty much healed. Uh, heal. So I'm I'm ready to work put the the boots on and uh, get ready for next season.
1: That's great. I know you put the boots on and get out lobster fishing. How's the summer been for you? Have you been out much this year? You mentioned the one fishing
5: trip earlier. Are you still out there all um, as much as you can? Yeah, I did. Uh, so yeah, I did a uh, one uh, crab. Uh, I I went snow crab for one time because uh, one of the, the co the the captain needed a guy for the last trip of the season because you bring all the traps. Uh, on board and it take a, a little bit more uh, physical so he asked me i went to do that and then i fish uh, probably around like 10 times uh, i went lobster i, I helped uh, one of the captain too that one of his uh, men got injured so but uh you know it's not easy to get up at two in the morning and come back so i, I did for a couple of, like 10 days but at some point i was like i i appreciate it <laughs> but you know I gotta I gotta do something else. It's not easy to just uh, go and like that. The workout is not as good as when you wake up at two AM, come back at two PM and you still didn't work out yet. So no. So for my career and for the future if, uh, I need to uh, just so you know, now it's time is is just make sure I have a good routine, make sure I, I get I, I get healthy and you know I'm just getting ready for next year, a new chapter, so we, you know, I enjoy my time in Habitsford so much. But uh, like now, it's the uh, same thing as Utica. You know, I was in Utica for four years. Even when we're moving away, we're super excited. But you know, I have great, great time in Utica. So now it's a, it's a new chapter, and I'm getting ready for it. Did you get much
1: fishing in? With uh, I know Will Lockwood was big into a Jet Woo. Some of those guys, Chase, I know, is always posting photos of him fishing. Abbotsford's got all that great rivers to fish in. Did you get much time to do it up here in Abbotsford?
5: Yeah, we we went salmon. We we took our license and stuff, and we we're like pretty much uh, the first few months last year. All my wheels and all the rods, and yeah, we went salmon. We we're going in uh, by Chilliwack River and stuff, and yeah, most of us is me, Chase, uh, John, uh, Alex, leapers, uh, Chase, uh, Jolson, sometimes too. I know Jack. Uh, we 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 all been around and tried to catch the biggest or tried to get the uh, king salmon to bring it home, but it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> never got out for sturgeon because I know that's
1: uh, that's got to be a bucket list fish. I have to feel like
5: no, oh, I never did. We were supposed to, but uh, ended up that uh, the time wise and stuff and. It didn't really, it didn't, didn't work it out. But uh, no, it's me. I think Algander was supposed to plan it because he went the year before. Mm. So, but uh, no, it never happened. But for sure, you no, know, I'm sure I'll come in the, I'll come back in the area and uh, I'll be on my bucket list as well. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Well, Vinny, I appreciate you taking the time. My fiance is from the Maritimes, and she told me I had to pull this out for you and get your rating on it for if I were to go out and do some lobster fishing
5: perfect uh, that, that'd be great is it a My bad cup look cup. i'm not sure <laughs> yeah yeah you're good, That's pretty
1: good. <laughs> well she she got that from newfoundland she just went on her bachelorette yeah. party out there and had a great time so she told me next time we're out there we might have to actually do some lobster uh fishing and get out there and try it because i would love to do it i love fishing here on the west coast so i gotta <laughs> try it out east as well All right. (laughs) Well, Vinny, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time, man. I know uh, Abbotsford absolutely loved watching you play. Uh, We all wish you best of luck with Providence. Until you get to the Calder Cup final, then we're rooting against you, okay, when Abbotsford's playing against you. (laughs) (laughs) All
5: right. Thanks, guys, and I appreciate my time with you guys, too. Have a good summer.
1: Thanks, Vinny. You as well. There he is, Vincent Arteno joining us here uh, on the show. Great chat with Vinny. So we don't have quads. We may have quads back here uh, on the phone. Uh, but yeah, hopefully that was an enjoyable conversation there with Vincent Arsenault. Uh, great to get him on the show finally. I know a huge fan favorite out there in Abbotsford. And we're going to give this another go here, aren't we, Quads? Yeah, I guess. Is it working? I just tested it in freaking
0: audacity doing all this crap. Is it working or not? Mm-hmm. You sound pretty good.
1: You sound pretty good.
0: On I'm so rattled. I'm so rattled. You know. Okay, so here's the questions I had for Vinny. Here's, here's the questions I had for Vinny. I was going to ask him if Providence and Abbotsford meet in the Calder Cup final, who's the first guy he's running through the boards? There's a great question. I uh, Now that I think about, it, I could have just texted it to you, but we're going to have Vinny back on the show when I have a proper setup. This is just – anyways, whatever. Next. Yeah, Let's I mean, go.
1: just the, the moments out there in Abbotsford that he created, and I know we had it a little bit in that highlight tape that we threw in there, but like he knew how to work the crowd, right? He threw huge board-rattling hits. He would drop the gloves, whether it was a setup fight or not. Just everybody in Abbotsford, if you're out there and you're watching him play, he was making an impact every single night. And he'll absolutely be a player that's missed. And he was a guy that would protect, you know, Danilo Klimovich. That that fight that we showed in the highlight video that it was set up, that was right after Danilo Klimovich takes an elbow to the head, right? And Vinny's right there on the next drop of the puck over the boards. He's fighting that guy who just hit Danilo Klimovich. I wonder what happens with that for next year without him. Obviously, they have some tough guys. Chase Waters likes to stick up for the team. Uh, Alex knuck Leopard obviously took some huge steps and had some of those viral fights earlier this year. But, man, it's going uh, to be tough to, to see the team be as tough without uh, Vincent Arsenal on their roster next year. That is for sure. But let's talk about our next uh, topic here. I wanted to get into five defensemen who I think are kind of in that tweener spot right now. For the Vancouver Canucks and whether they're going to be NHL players or AHL players And specifically what I'm talking about is to start the season So I don't know who we want to go with right off the top I'll let Aaron choose Which, uh, which defenseman do we want to start with? We're going to go with Jack Rathbone Off the top quads and, and we're going to go through five different players here And I want to say are we going to see them in start the season In the NHL or the AHL We're going to go with Rathbone, Hirose, McWard, Wu and willannon We'll start with Jack Rathbone a very interesting spot for the 24-year-old who's coming into it. He's got some NHL experience, hasn't played a ton in the NHL. He has some games under Rick Tockett, so Tockett has seen him play a little bit. Where does Jack Rathbone start next year? Ask me a week. And this isn't the one you want to hear. No, you're done, What? But- uh, <laughs> I'll go with Jack Rathbone. Yeah, you've tried. Uh, so let's just go with Jack Rathbone. I think where you're going to see Rathbone start the season it's a difficult one because looking at the left side, you're looking for more of a defensive-minded player, and I'm curious to see what happens with Akita Hirose, right? Is he higher up on the depth chart in the way that they're going to use him? Because you're going to need some guys to kill penalties, I don't know if you can trust Jack Rathbone to do that at this point yet. And he did see his offense fall off quite a bit in the AHL this past season. A lot of that was due to Christian Wolanin getting all of the opportunities to be on the first power play unit, be able to pick up a lot of those points, and we'll see that later on when we get to Wolanin's AHL stats, that Rathbone, though he did show signs of being just electric in the AHL this season and be able to walk around guys, get that shot off, all those good positive things, it was all great to see this past season but it wasn't consistent. It wasn't all the way through with Jack Rathbone. So I am curious. I don't think he starts in the NHL this season. I think he's going to start in the A. And I don't know when he's going to get the opportunity. I-, I am curious to see what happens here with his agent. If they do – you look at players on this Canucks roster through and through, whether it's the NHL or the HL, and you have to think, some guys that might just look for a different place to get a fresh start and kind of work on their own career – I think Jack Rathbone might be one. I don't know what the return is going to be there. I don't know how much value there has been in Rathbone. It certainly hasn't gone up over the past 12 months. I think it's gone down since Jack Rathbone uh, played this past season. But I do think he still got into some NHL games. Didn't have a great start of the year with Bruce Boudreaux. Had some games with Rick Tockett where I don't think he was great either. Uh, and it's just going to be interesting to see if he ever can find a way to get his strengths to have success at the NHL level. So we'll have to see with Jack Rathbone. Let's move on to Akito Hirose. Because this one's very interesting. I know a lot of people want to say that they were so impressed by the seven games from Akita Hirose last year, and that he's a player that you need to see at the NHL level. I'm not 100% sold on that, because I do think that the Canucks are going to add another left-shot defenseman to their roster from free agency, or trade. I think that could be the bigger move that we see to the defense core. I don't know if Akita Hirose is on the opening night roster in the NHL, and I think they do don't really want to use him as a 7th defenseman or an 8th defenseman who's not playing but is with the NHL team. I think with him, you want to see him play professional hockey. And in my eyes, it's the AHL. I would start Akita Horose in the AHL just to develop, play some games, learn about the physicality of the game, the, the kind of daily grind of being a pro hockey player compared to being an NCAA player. It's very different. And I think it's going to take some adjustment time with Hirose. I was very impressed with how he played last year, right? How he was able to control play in the back end, how to just be calm with the puck, calm with four checkers, calm with everything, calm with the media. He was great with the media, but he was a very calm player. And as Corey Anderson says, AHL, but first call up. Yeah. That's the type of thing that I can see for Akita Hirose. I would like to see him get the opportunity to play a lot, have a lot of minutes, And still think that there's maybe a chance for him to be a top four player down the road. Maybe he can make it to the second pairing. If he's able to have that success at the pro level. I don't think he's going to build that up being the seventh or eighth defenseman. And not being in the lineup every night. If he's down in the AHL. There's a serious argument to be made that he could be the top pairing left shot defenseman on this AHL team. And that's huge. And yeah he'll be battling with guys like Jack Rathbun who we project to be in the AHL unless he's traded. And some other players there, but I really do think he has a chance to be the top dog down there in the AHL playing. So we'll move on to Cole McWard. I think this is a pretty easy one here. Uh, I would start him in the AHL. I think that's where we are going to see him. I love the fact that he's only 22 years old, right? Like we haven't talked about that a lot when we talk about Cole McWard because he made that jump from NCAA. And a lot of these players, you just kind of expect them to be 23, 24, like we see with Akito Hirose. But Cole McWord was 21 when he signed with the Vancouver Canucks. So he's going to come into next season. I can see him being one of those guys that challenges for minutes in the AHL, and especially on that right side, which we're going to see be pretty loaded next year, right? We're looking at Phillip Johansson, Jet Wu, we're going to see Cole McWard out there as well. There's some guys on the right side that are going to be competing for what they have in the AHL team. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with McWard. I think it's it's like Corey said as well in the chat, AHL for sure. Uh, we'll move on to our next one from Cole McWard. We're going to move on to Jet Wu. And this one's going to be another interesting one because you hear from Ryan Johnson talk so highly of this player, how they wanted to see him get into some NHL games this year. Didn't see it happen. But we did see him climb quite a bit throughout the AHL. Got some more minutes. Was trusted even more in the playoffs. Heck, he wasn't playing forward like he was last year. I'm going to guess that he starts in the AHL. And it will be more difficult because you're going to have Ethan Bear coming back from injury at some point December, January type of area. So, like, the time for him to get NHL games may end up being in those first three months of the season. He's just going to have to have a really impressive training camp. And the Canucks are going to have to have not really a ton of additions to what they have on the right side right now for Wu to get that opportunity right out of training camp to play in the NHL. I do see him playing NHL games this year. I don't think it starts that way, but I do see Jet Wu getting the opportunity to play some NHL games maybe a month into the season if there's an injury. Like I think he's at that point now where we can legitimately talk about him being a call-up option and being a call-up option pretty quick. Uh, And last year, you saw him lead the AHL, the Abbotsford Canucks, in goals. He had 14 assists. He had 7 goals, 21 points, was a plus 7 on the year. Still, only 22 years old. So we'll have to see what happens with Jet Wu moving forward. Finally, let's get to Christian Wolanin. This one is the one that I have to say should be in the NHL to start the season. Because with Wolanin, he's 28 years old. You're not so much worried about development as much as him just rounding out his game and feeling comfortable about the way that he plays. At 28 years old, I don't have any problem with this guy being your seventh or eighth defenseman. I also, from what we saw last year, I don't have much problem about Christian Willannon being in the lineup. Like, I like the way this guy moves the puck. He's six foot two, he has some size. Yeah, he's not overly physical, but he moves the puck extremely well, skates at least at an NHL level, and I think he should be potentially in the opening night roster. It's going to obviously depend on what happens with free agency, with trades. But as I'm seeing in the chat with everybody talking about right now, yes. Like, well, Landon is a player that I think has an opportunity to play in the NHL. And I think he should be. I think he did enough of that in the AHL. You're seeing his numbers on the screen right now if you're watching on YouTube. He had 49 games played, 6 goals, 49 assists for 55 points. He was named the AHL defenseman of the year. Those type of players, I think, deserve an opportunity to at least start in the NHL and see what they can do. If he doesn't have success, he's on the final year of his contract and it didn't work out. But i like the bet here to put Christian Molennan into the lineup starting in the NHL this season. So that's what I got. On that, don't have much left here. I don't have a co-host. And we've talked about this a little bit off the top of the show, but I will just kind of go over Nashville. So I'm flying out on Monday. Uh, I'll be in Nashville at 4.30. Their time is when we land. The plan is to go Tuesday... Wednesday, Thursday, shows all three of those days. I think right now, and Aaron, you can jump in here if you know the schedule at all, but I believe we're looking at 1 o'clock Pacific time for us. Do you know any different, Aaron?
2: I do believe that that is correct, but there's lots of moving parts, so I'm sure that could be subject to change. Okay. So stay dialed into to Faber's Twitter.
1: Yes, check out Twitter. We will also have all the episodes like kind of set up for the week. On YouTube as well, so if you do just want to come into the YouTube channel, uh, check it out, there'll be a scheduled show at that point for the live show, Uh, and other than that, podcasts will all be available by about 3 o'clock-ish anyways, in the same way that we've done in the past Um, Aaron, anything you want to add from that Vincent Arsenault interview? You don't know him as much, you haven't seen him play in person, what did you think of the interview with him?
2: uh i thought he seemed like an absolute boss and yesterday when you told me we were interviewing him i didn't think i would know who he was but i actually did because i've seen enough hockey fights clips <laughs> to know to know one when i see him and i don't know i thought he was pretty cool i could definitely see why he's a fan favorite I, I definitely enjoyed is he french
1: yes yeah from quebec
2: yeah i could definitely understand his accent i feel like he put an h before habits <laughs> everything he said i definitely noticed that but he seemed like a beauty and shout out to Quads for just peacing out.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. he, You know, Quads had a tough day. You talked about – he was trying to talk about what happened with his dog yesterday uh, on their walk. And uh, Bird ended up eating uh, something that didn't uh, go over well with his stomach. So people are normally like – Clean up your roaches, the- people. Yes. if uh, If you're going to smoke – be aware of what you're doing when you finish smoking. I know that's uh, that's something Quads is very mad about. He was up late last night, uh, but uh, that's no excuse. He's got to figure out his technical stuff, Aaron. You know this. Uh, and just like we did. Hey, I, I think for everyone yeah, tuning in on YouTube, awesome, right? it's been good today, right? Yep. Good. Awesome. So hopefully that's the way it is moving forward, but we'll see because now we're going to be doing the show live from Nashville. Uh, starting on Tuesday, that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll wrap things up there for my co-host who left early. David Quadrelli, for our producer, who's made his first—I uh, think—first video appearance here on the show.
2: Yeah, I think so. Everybody here is talking about my my mustache, so that's perfect. Yes, folks, nice <laughs> to meet you.
1: That's good. Aaron Bordado joining us here live from Edmonton. Um, so for him, for David Quadrelli, for myself, we'll see you in Nashville next week. Wednesday is round one. Thursday is rounds two through seven. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. I cannot wait to get down there. I'm not bringing pants, only shorts, because it's very hot down there. But looking forward to it. Uh, And we'll see you guys then for a live show on Tuesday, as well as Frank Saravali going to be joining us as well. Apologies about the technical difficulties to everybody here tuning in on YouTube. But we'll see you next week for three shows as the Canucks are right now, currently going to be picking 11th overall in the draft. We'll see if things change, but we'll have you covered here at the Canucks Conversation Show on the Canucks Army YouTube channel as well as CanucksArmy.com. So, as I said, for Quads, for Aaron, for myself, Chris Faber, this has been another episode of the Canucks Conversation.
3: Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode.
1: How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?